you may want to make sure that your credit score is as strong as possible. So let me let me shift here and talk about the things that we're going to do now that are going to make a positive impact on your credit. First, let's make sure you understand all the factors that impact your credit score. So what are the things that credit reporting agencies use to determine your credit score? What gives you good points? What takes away points? Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Welcome back, everybody. Excited to be back as always. I am podcasting live this morning from a chilly, negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And yes, I went and let the dog out this morning and I went out there myself on the back porch just to see what it felt like. And guess what? It felt very, very cold. It is actually freezing cold outside. I, I just, I don't even remember ever waking up to this kind of a temperature before. However, it's supposed to get up to like a balmy 16, 17 degrees today. So it's going to be a great day. It's warm inside and I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to bring you this topic. Speaking of which, this particular topic we're going to be podcasting on today about your credit score and about building your credit and how that, that credit score can help you become wealthy is actually the most Google topic on personal finance there is, bar none. Look it up yourself. I couldn't believe it. There are literally thousands of people every day that go to Google and say, how do I increase my credit score? How do I develop a better credit score? How do I um, get negative things off my credit report? How does my credit report impact my personal finance? And so on and so forth. So I am going to dive right in and talk about this. And one other thing, one spin I'm going to put on this is I've talked about becoming an accredited investor before. I'm going to dive into that a little bit and why I think that's important. And I'm going to tie that in a nice bow at the end for you on how all these things that we're going to discuss today can actually help you build towards financial independence. So you've probably heard the term accredited investor, if not from me, from someone else or from something you read or saw somewhere. And when you get to that level, you're able to participate in investments that are not open to the general investing public. And as you can imagine, some of the greatest opportunities are offered to those that become accredited investors. So according to the textbook definition of what an accredited investor is, is an individual or a business entity that is allowed to trade securities that may not be registered with financial authorities. They're entitled to this privileged access by satisfying at least one requirement regarding either their income, their net worth, their asset size, their governance status, or their professional experience. Now, rather than go through all the details here, I'm going to just leave a link uh, in the description in the show notes 
that will explain to you exactly what those criteria are and what each one of those things that I just mentioned actually means and what the dollar amounts are and so on and so forth. So let me just start by saying that your credit score, your credit history does have a huge impact on your life. Most people already know that your credit score has an impact on your ability to get a loan or even how much that loan will cost as far as, you know, if you're high risk or low risk. But did you know that it actually could influence employers on whether or not to hire you um, or partners, whether or not they want to be in business with you? It can actually, little things like even your wireless plan, the life insurance, health insurance, your property and casualty insurance, which includes your car insurance, your homeowners, your ability to get cable. Everything is balanced through what your credit score is. So it does have a huge impact on your life. It plays a role specifically in your financial life. Um, it helps lenders decide whether or not you're a good risk. So you're, you know, that can mean the difference between approval or denial on a loan, as I said. It can also factor into how much you're charged in interest, how much debt you're gonna have to take on, how more or less expensive it will be for you. But credit scores don't just come into play when you're looking for financing. Many people use credit scores as a way to evaluate you as a person, which is what I'm alluding to. So whether you get a place from a, a landlord, a property manager, a rental agency, those people right away, they look to see how your credit score is. Susan and I, every time we take off for the winter and we go to rent a place, you know, whether it's a Zillow or Airbnb, whatever we're using, we're going into a place for a short-term lease, let's say three to six months, they pull our credit score. They want to know. It doesn't matter that I have own property or, you know, how much money I have in the bank. They want to know they're going to get paid. And if, you're, if your credit score is low, they're going to ask you either at the very least for a higher deposit or for more of, of a monthly rent because you're higher risk. So this is all factors that are taken into consideration when people take a look at your credit score. Look for a pattern of maybe missed payments or other negative information in your credit report like late payments that indicate that you may not pay your rent and that's what they're using that credit report for. So I know another big thing that comes up with people all the time is regarding their mortgage. Um, and I talk about mortgages a lot on this podcast. I talk about home equity lines of credit and how powerful they can be, and they are. And mortgage lenders do review your credit score and the reports from all three major credit bureau reporting agencies as part of the application process. And in most cases, a mortgage loan is much larger than an auto or a student loan, so the review process is much more in detail. And the score you need to qualify for a mortgage, it varies by lender and the type of loan that it is and the general housing credit market at the time that you apply. So not only will your credit score make a difference on whether or not you get approved, but it's also going to make a difference on what the approval rate is that you're going to actually pay. And if you don't think that matters, you probably need to listen to this part especially. Here's a, just a one example of how your credit can impact you on a mortgage. A lower credit score obviously is going to result in a higher interest rate. And just that small change of rate can mean a much more expensive loan. So I just threw these numbers together. If you're driving in your car or running or doing something else, you can't write it down. But if you have a pen and paper and you want to see these numbers when we're done with this podcast, you can go ahead and write them down here. If you had a $250,000 mortgage at 4% interest over 30 years, your payment's right around $1,200, $1,194. And the total cost of the loan 
when you're done paying it off 30 years later, is 453773 Let's call it 450000 Borrowing the same amount, same amount, same number of years, 1% interest higher. So instead of 4%, 5%, your payment goes up to 1342 So your payment is about $150 more. And your total cost of the loan skyrockets to 507139 Just a 1% increase. You're going to pay over $53,000 more over the life of that loan. So obviously, guys, there is a benefit to having a good high credit score and keeping it consistently high. Your score is going to impact the ability of buying a vehicle. It's going to influence the auto loan rates available to you. If you have an excellent credit score, you're going to qualify for the best loan terms available. If you have poor credit, obviously, you maybe have trouble getting the loan, never mind just uh, you know getting a higher interest rate. Some lenders will work with people that have poor or even just fair credit. However, you're going to pay a higher interest rate. So you have to always take that into consideration. And sometimes you just have to do what you have to do in order to build your credit. Um, this also happens with younger people that have no credit. Sometimes no credit is just as bad as bad credit. As the mortgage example goes, a lower score and thus higher interest rate can significantly increase how much you're going to pay each month. And the same thing holds true on a car loan. It drives up the total cost of the car is basically what it does. So your access to a wide range of conveniences and necessities are completely tied into your credit score. And you might be starting to see a trend here that your credit often comes into play when you're buying something or seeking out a new service. So because some people are not aware that bad credit can affect your entire life, um, it can make it impossible or much more expensive to get funding or even sign up for necessary services. Like I said, utilities, the internet, and so on. So since we now know that a lack of credit or poor credit can mean a lack of access to non-necessities and make these services more difficult or more expensive to get. A low credit score can also impact other areas of your life such as a job or partnership as we discussed and it can even impact your business for your own business that you have for yourself. So now that you know the huge role that credit can play in your life you may want to make sure that your credit score is as strong as possible. So let me let me shift here and talk about the things that we're going to do now that are going to make a positive impact on your credit. First, let's make sure you understand all the factors that impact your credit score. So what are the things that credit reporting agencies use to determine your credit score? What gives you good points? What takes away points? You know, I started out talking um, at the top of this podcast about what people Google. And one of the things that is Googled constantly is what is considered a good credit score. Generally, the credit bureaus consider anything over 670 good. So if your score is 671 or higher, you're doing fairly well. The best credit score and the highest credit score possible is 850 for both FICO and the Vantage Score models. FICO considers a score between 800 and 850 to be exceptional, while Vantage score considers a score above 780 to be quote-unquote excellent. And it is possible to get an 850 credit score, but it's very, very tough. So let's talk about how you can build your credit score. And my goal here, guys, is to get all of you above 800. And it's very, very possible. I've been able to achieve this. I've helped a lot of other people do it just by following the next few steps consistently and for a period of time. 
And just a quick sidebar, you should be able to get a free credit report at least once or twice a year. Um, my banking software, I bank with Bank of America, they actually have my credit score just sitting there on my business suite. When I log in, I can click on it at any time and get my FICO credit score. So there are a lot of free credit reporting agencies. Again, I will, as always, put links in the description for you guys to check that out. So here are the steps that you need to follow to build a strong credit score. First of all, you need to dispute any errors that are on your credit report, and there are usually errors on your credit report. Believe it or not, this is very, very common. Because your credit report is pretty far-reaching and the impact has, you know, like we talked about, countless ways it can affect your everyday life, um, it's very important that this is accurate. And if there is an error on your credit report, you'll want to dispute it immediately to clear yourself up and make sure these issues are gone and off your credit report. Every single person, like I said, is entitled to get a copy of their own credit report. Everyone that has a free copy should do it at a minimum at least twice a year. I, I do mine at least at least once a month, if not more than that. Maybe sometimes I'll look at it two or three times in a month. If you find an error on your credit file, you'll need to dispute it with the credit bureau that made the mistake. And after you file a dispute, the credit bureau has 30 days to investigate it. And that information, if it's found to be inaccurate, it has to be removed from your credit report within 30 days. So make sure you do that. There is resources that I'm gonna link here from the Federal Trade Commission that will walk you through the process of disputing credit report errors step by step. Number two, I can't stress this enough, and this seems like it's such an easy, logical thing that we have to do, it's pay your bills on time. And the reason I say that in that manner is because many of you that don't pay your bills on time do it in error. Like you're just busy with everyday life. So even though it sounds like a no-brainer, go into your banking software, set up automatic payments, set up reminders. And once you get that set up and you get in the habit of doing this, this is very positive momentum towards building a very powerful credit score. Okay, next, this is a little known hack that most people are just completely unaware of that this is something that is a thing. And that is reducing what is called your credit utilization ratio. So what that is, is simply put, is a percentage of your available credit that you are currently using. So let me give you an example, easy math. If you have a $10,000 available credit and you have $2,000 of debt on that credit card bill, your credit utilization would be 20%, which is 2,000 is 20% of 10,000. This accounts for about 30% of your credit score making it the second most significant factor which is slightly trumped by your credit history. That being said, this is precisely why you need to strive to reduce your credit utilization ratio. According to Experian, your credit utilization ratio should be 30% or less. And if you can get it lower than that, that's even better for your credit score. So if you're currently sitting at 31% or higher, you want to make sure you make every effort to get that number down to a maximum of 30%. Once you do so, you obviously want to make sure that you keep it there. Okay, so you may be saying, Murray, this is great, but my credit utilization ratio is higher than 30%. What can I do? Well, here's your next credit score hack. You want to request a credit limit increase. This ties right into what I was talking about in terms of being able to make positive steps towards having a high credit score. So, for example, let's say you have $2,000 worth of debt on a $5,000 line of credit or a credit card. Your credit utilization ratio is now 40%, which is higher than it should be. So, let's say you went to that credit card company or bank and said, I want to increase my credit limit 
um, to $8,000 or to $10,000. Just like that, you would use a smaller percentage of your available credit on that same line of credit once they increase it. And believe me, they want to increase it because statistically, if they increase it, you'll use more of their money and pay more interest to them, which is my next hack. Don't do that. Increase your limit, but don't increase your debt. Make sure you stay disciplined. Make sure you stay on top of this. The next thing I can suggest to you is to avoid opening new lines of credit all the time. The length of your credit history accounts for 15% of your credit score. The longer your credit history, the better your credit score. Generally, that's how it works and vice versa. So following this logic, you should avoid opening up new credit cards or new lines of credit by default because it reduces the length of your credit history. I know the way that people get sucked into this is when they offer like, you know, if you're going to buy furniture or whatever and they say it's 0% interest for 24 months if you take out a new credit card or you go into a store and you're making a purchase and they ask you at the store, do you have a credit card here? And you say, no, I don't want one. They say, well, we'll give you 15% off today on your purchase if you do it. And it's tempting. Don't fall victim to this. This is not what you want to do. Use the credit cards that you have established. Increase those credit lines. Pay them off as quickly as you can, which leads us to the next strategy is, let's well, let's go back to the credit utilization rate. Where there is a less percentage of available credit to use, you're better off. So if keeping your credit utilization ratio no higher than 30% is good, then paying off your credit card debt is even better. And it's a win-win because not only does paying off your debt help build credit, but it also prevents you from paying high interest. You know, as a general population here in the United States, we pay literally thousands and thousands of dollars of interest every year to credit card companies, loan companies, mortgages, you know, so on and so forth. And never mind, I don't even want to get into the late fees and how that can impact your credit. But bottom line is having a zero credit card balance is a goal that has a massive two-pronged attack on improving your credit score, getting your credit rating where it needs to be, getting rid of unnecessary debt, and putting you basically in the driver's seat. Another thing I'll often suggest to people that haven't built their credit yet or are trying to build it higher is becoming an authorized user on another person's credit card, the primary account holder, because this means you can make purchases with the card as if they were your own. And if that person has a high line of credit, that actually impacts your credit score in a positive way. So you could do this with a spouse or with a parent or with someone that um, you're tight with, you know, could be a relative, an uncle, an aunt, whatever. I like this idea, especially for people that um, are just starting out because it's a way to get a higher line of credit and start building up your credit score without actually having anything to do with your credit report at the time. The best part about this is that many experts will tell you that this can actually help you achieve a credit score of 700 or higher as long as it's done consistently over a period of time. And it's a very, very popular way of getting younger people started to build their credit. So that is one to take note of. The next to last one that I want to talk to you about is having a variety of different credit accounts because your credit mix contributes to about 10% of your credit score, which means it's helpful to use a variety of different types of credit accounts. There are three main types of credit accounts. There's revolving credit, installment credit, and open credit. 
and revolving credit is simply one that you can repeatedly borrow and repay back like most credit cards. Installment credit is typically when you borrow money in one lump sum and then pay it back and then open credit accounts are where you have a debt balance that has to be paid in full every month. Um, it works that way with my American Express card. So if you have an American Express card, you know that typically whatever you spend that month has to be paid at the end of the month. The last one I want to talk about is, this is one that I think stumps a lot of people, and that is avoiding closing old credit cards. Let's just say you got a new credit card and you no longer are using the old one. You should not close it out. A lot of people are like, no, I don't need that one anymore, or I've got a new one. There is a reason why you want to keep these, actually two main reasons why you want to have multiple credit cards. Keeping an old credit card means having more available credit, and that extends your credit history. And a lower credit utilization ratio often comes with a higher amount of available credit. And with a longer credit history, you're more established. Some lenders prefer that with borrowers with little or no credit history. In conclusion, guys, as you build your credit consistently, following the steps that I've laid out for you here, not only will you increase your financial opportunities, you'll be developing powerful habits towards a healthy money mindset, and this is designed to get you on track for financial abundance. And it'll help you work towards becoming an accredited investor, which is what I opened up at the top of this podcast with. So this opens up a whole new world of financial opportunities. All right, as always, guys, I love your feedback. Um, we're getting a lot of feedback on Instagram. I love the community we're building there. So click the link for Instagram. If you're not already connected with us there, follow us there. That's where you can make comments on our posts. You can DM me. Um, I'm going to spend more time on Instagram since that seems to be the place that everyone loves to um, build the community around and, and make the comments. So let's keep that going. Until next time, guys. Let's continue on our journey to build that financial wall around you and your family. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.